What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Thank you for listening to this episode of 17 County. Please take the time to like, subscribe, and listen to our podcast. Listeners like you are what make this podcast happen, so we appreciate the continued support. We would also like to take the time to thank our members, AgriProducts, Cornerstone Bank, Best Western Plus of York, Zvela Law Offices, Ameriprise Financial Services, Acres Equipment, York Ace Hardware, York Family Dentistry, and Self Storage of York. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to focus on the growth and development of York County here at the YCDC. So today we have Lisa Hurley, who is the executive director of the YCDC here with me. And she is going to be talking about just some changes that she's seen in the last 10 years, which she's been here for about 10 years. A lot of stuff has changed. So thank you for joining me today, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Emily. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that one thing that you've really worked hard on and we have definitely seen some growth in is our use of multimedia marketing. Yes, multimedia marketing has been huge. So it's been 10 years coming this May that I've been here. And when we started, you had a website, you had Facebook, maybe Twitter. You you were doing okay. Our website, you really couldn't find. So that alone, if anybody goes to yorkdevco.com, you can see the depth of the website, everything that's covered. Uh, but now not only do we have a Facebook but we have very active LinkedIn which we have to but we're doing podcasts which is what we're here today we're doing videos um, once in a while you'll see me pop on live it's been a while I will admit it um, but just kind of doing an update of what's going on I usually try to keep those to something pretty special and we do talent videos by uh, York County it's what we call it and those were telling people stories so when we use those videos we can utilize them but our businesses can utilize them so if you're recruiting an employee from uh, West Virginia California somebody that's tired of high state high tax way or high cost areas you know, send them our videos, send them our podcasts. You know, if they're an educator, we probably have an educator on our 69. I think we're up to 70-something yeah, now. That's yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but, but share these resources because it's huge. We also do print. We do radio. And there, there's a reason it's called multi- multimedia. We are not into TikTok yet, but we are very heavily onto social media. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, not only are we doing all of these initiatives, they're really successful. I mean, we have a far reach. People are noticing Mm us. Yeah. Um, You said that we've gotten a few awards for our website and some other material. Um, We've had on our website two awards from the International Economic Development Council. Uh, When we first rolled out our new website, a year and a half after I got here and then this last year 
2022, for our, our updated website, we received another general website award. We also have received an award for our workforce initiatives, which is pretty awesome. And then our multimedia uh, with the VR videos, virtual reality videos, and the flyover videos. And that one was specifically kind of a joint one on the industrial park that was owned by the city of York. We had done full master planning due diligence so con and concepts. And then we took those working with Olson's and Golden Shovel to create the CAD drawings and do the flyover video and a virtual reality video. So you could watch it on the screen real easy or you could put, put on a pair of goggles and step into it. We won an international award and the industrial park's gone. It's a good thing, bad thing. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And it, I mean, seems like it took forever, but in the grand scheme of things, it really didn't. It went no. really fast. We, let's put this into perspective. The city purchased the land in 17, I believe it was. It, it, it takes a little bit of time to do the due diligence. So five years. Wow. Five years of getting it ready, getting it prepared, doing the marketing, and getting it sold. This next year, you, we should see development, construction on the... I should. I have to stop saying this next year because we're <laughs> in 23 already. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it, the, the lot sold in 22, in the summer of 22, wow. which is pretty awesome. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I mean... Obviously, we're working on growth, we're bringing businesses in, we're um, working on talent recruitment. What are some of the other initiatives that we're taking right now to not only make this a great place to live, but make it desirable for um, families and businesses and, you know, the whole spectrum? Well, one of them, we're going to start with the one that you've been helping with. Uh, York County, just like Every county, every community across the nation has a child care gap. There, it's quite honestly a broken system. 75% of our early childhood providers live at the federal poverty rate, but yet majority of parents are paying way more than the 7% you should be paying for child care. Yeah. In Nebraska, the average is 14%. So the providers aren't making any money. The parents are paying more than what they should be. The, and during the COVID years, we lost some of our in-home daycares because they, heck with this, and just closed. Mm -hmm. So we have a gap. It's actually gotten smaller in York County, but of over 300 spots from birth to five. And why, why is that so critical because our children that's our future generation it's our kids our grandchildren grandkids all of that but they're our future workforce mm -hmm. and their brains are 90 percent developed by the time they're in by the time they're five absolutely so if we want a quality workforce in 20 years we have to be taking care of our children now. We have to be providing the stimulation. We have to be providing the safe, solid environments. Whether that's someone that wants to stay home with their kids or it's somebody that, a single mom that needs a, play, a spot for her 
children while she works or it's a two-parent household. Right. Most households, I don't know percentages, and I'm getting myself in trouble if I tried, but there's a lot of people that both parents work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something, if if we don't solve where where are our kids going to go, our young kids, I'm, I, it's a different stage of life than I am. I'm <laughs> going to be an empty nester soon. Yeah. But if we don't solve where our kids are going to go for that first five years, that keeps people out of the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, going at a little bit of a different angle for the, the parent side of things, not having adequate daycare makes it so you have to leave work more often. Mm-hmm. You're going to be late. You're going to have missed hours. You're not going to be focused. Uh, sometimes you might not go into the workforce because you can't afford daycare. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many different aspects that are providing roadblocks to our businesses within York County because we just don't have enough. The, the daycares that we have are great. They're yeah, fantastic. They're wonderful. But Wonderful. we just don't have enough. We need more seats. We need we need over three hundred seats. Exactly. And our existing child care providers just can't create three hundred more seats. A, who's going to staff it? Mm-hmm. So th- there's a whole lot there's a whole lot being done very creatively throughout the nation. We're working on it really hard. But we did a survey, and I think there it's up on our website. Um, Emily has it for anyone that's interested. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> but 75% of the employers who responded, they're, they're, they had been impacted through their employees. Whether they weren't able to hire somebody, their um, employees were missing hours, uh, or they lost an employee because they could not find childcare for a new baby. Mm-hmm. So that's 75%. That's a really big number. When you yeah. think about our industry, our industries, our businesses, our retail, if you can't find the employees mm-hmm. and you have people that want to work but they can't, that's a barrier that ha- that has to do with growth. Yeah, absolutely. And I cannot wait until the day where you get to run with the child care completely, Emily. <laughs> well, I'm working on to it. Give me a little bit of time. No, I, I have grown to love it. I mean, I have two, I know two small daughters at home, so being able to actively work towards not only helping our businesses within the area, but also making a um, somewhat safer, uh, better, more educational environment mm-hmm. for them is really important, too. I mean, we lucked out with who we send our kids to daycare to, or childcare to, um, but not everybody can be that lucky. Yeah. And you never know what opportunity is going to be out there if I have another child. And, you know, not technology, the language of all of our industries. I mean, if you're listening to us, you hear us struggling with child care and (laughs) daycare. Well, our child care providers, they're businesses. And this is something nationally we're trying to turn the words to child care providers and not daycare. It's something we've been working on since summer of 22, when I first heard it in some training. Uh, But even here internally, we still struggle with it. Mm -hmm. So out in the community, just remember, you know, our child care providers are 
they're they're hardworking professionals yep, who business have their business owners. They have mm-hmm. to do ongoing education yep. classes every year, uh, and they're wonderful people. We just don't have enough of them. But Absolutely, we, we don't have enough in any field. And actually, that kind of leads me to something else that we've been working on is innovation. Mm-hmm. You know, innovation. AI, artificial intelligence, robotics, they're never going to replace people. But what they can do is allow a business to use one machine to maybe do the work of eight people. And the person that's running one or two or three machines gets trained up. So they're getting paid more. They're higher skilled, which we want quality jobs. And the company is able to produce more product and export more product. So it's the technology culture that we're seeing, the change right now is pretty exciting. And we're seeing a number of expansions that are happening because of it. Um, We have, I wanna say it's about a $20 million expansion in one of our facilities happening. And the machines are just mind-boggling. And they'll be adding probably about 20 jobs. We have another one that probably in the same CapEx range, they're not adding a single job. Wow. So, So, I mean, it can really help with, there's staffing shortages everywhere. mm -hmm. I think we're all aware of that at this point. Everybody knows about it, Um, but having this AI, this innovation, these machines don't take away jobs, but they assist the people that are already Mm -hmm. in those positions. So I think it's the way that we're moving and it's going to be a good thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing. thing. Really good thing. And we actually um, have helped organize the Southeast Nebraska Manufacturing Coalition, maybe? Um, it's something we started just three counties back in probably 17, 18, I don't know, it was before COVID. We, we did some great educational tours where we took manufacturers into, uh, tours in York, into schools in York County, Bayer County, Fillmore County, Polk, Seward, I mean, we, we partnered with their neighboring entities. We partnered with our manufacturers. And then in 2020, um, things changed and we kind of went supply chain, who can make this for who, and it kind of became a statewide group. Mm-hmm. And 23 here, we've met once, but we've kind of refocused it. But we're refocusing it as a southeast Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're a manufacturing employee, a manufacturer that wants information and for so, some reason you're not getting the emails, let, let one of us know. Uh, but that is really wonderful because, oh, I'm getting this from China and you can make it for me. Mm-hmm. So that helps with the supply chain and it helps strengthen our businesses within the region. And one of the coolest things is one that I saw before it went statewide is we, it was actually Champion here, the plant manager at the time said, you know, I can get gloves, I can get masks, 
I'm having no issues with this. And our smaller manufacturers were having issues. He's like, let me order more. And so by working together, that partnership, that collaboration, it's just, it's pretty amazing to see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I, I don't know how many people would agree with me, but I think that's the Nebraska way. I mean, yeah. we look out for each other. We, yes, there's going to be some friendly competition like there is everywhere, yeah. but all in all, we want everybody to succeed. So mm-hmm. um, that's, yeah, this I love kinda, it. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You know, agri products. Um, with McLean's, they were having a problem with one of their uh, machines when they were um, under construction for their meat locker and processing facility. And Agroproducts like, oh, oh, we can help with that. They custom designed it. It's one of the few pieces of product that's not made by a national company, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's and it is really neat to walk around and see all those labels or logos of businesses within York that mm-hmm. you just never never really put two and two together. Yeah. Like, for example, I was talking to someone from Cyclin Air in one of the previous podcasts, and he was talking about how, look around this room, the paint on the walls, the carpet on the floor, probably touched our, our facility in some way, some mm-hmm. shape. Um, and that's amazing. I mean, you just don't put that... That's stuff together. together. No. You know, anyone that's listening to this, we're talking about touch points, anyone that's listening to this, if you have been on any type of plane, there's a safety piece, and I'm not even going to try to come up with the name, but there's this piece that is made here in York, Nebraska with Collins Aerospace. Mm-hmm. And it has to do uh, with the dropping of the or something the landing equipment during emergencies but they they do more than that but I think that's so cool that that one piece of equipment goes in planes across the across the board yeah it's and it's here it's amazing yeah yeah and you would never know until you well hopefully you never have to see the landing uh, safety <laughs> equipment hopefully that's not gonna be in your immediate future but I mean, you don't really realize it until someone tells you. Yeah. But it's that, but it's that phenomenal plane that landed in the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. They, I have talked to people out at Collins about that. That's their piece is, was part of what made that possible. Man, it's not the only piece. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to claim credit for everything right. for, for my <laughs> businesses, but it was a piece a that made it possible, which I think is very very cool. My name is Don Freeman II. I'm president and CEO of Agri-Products in York, Nebraska. We are a manufacturer of quality equipment, uh, grain handling, food storage, food service. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can get on our website or you can contact us at 402-362-5500. Thank you. some other stuff going on too that we are really trying to tackle head on because once again there is for example a housing shortage everywhere everywhere it's not just us but we've seen the need and we've seen how it impacted our businesses so we decided to do something Mm -hmm. about it um so do you want to talk a little bit about that yes we um 
Ironically, one of my mentors in my early years of economic development when I was looking at York told me not to bring up housing in York because it would get me fired. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. So that's 10 years ago. So prior to me being here, we in the 2000s had done some on housing, but it was not our focus. It's part of our strategic plan now, and it came from the data. It came from businesses telling me that they were able to attract employees from out of state that walked away because they could not find housing. So we took that into a housing study. We made progress. We um, were able to partner, bring in some people to partner on a low-income tax credit project which was um, the duplexes in the city of York on 19th Street. We were able to recruit a developer for our rural workforce housing fund that created the York Creekside Apartments. Uh, we provided some technical assistance out in other communities as they work on putting, uh, putting together developments. And that, that's always fun to uh, when Henderson actually got their land under control, that was fun. And seeing from their last subdivision go from, okay, the land's was donated, how are we going to fund the infrastructure? And it's completely full. Right. It didn't take them long. No. Uh, so it, it's, we're continuing to work on it. We've updated our housing study. It was January of 21, I think. It might have been January 22. It kind of blurs. <laughs> um but we still need over 550 units by 2030 mm -hmm. and there are we're going after more grant funds we'll see if we receive them or not we uh, worked with the county of york and the southeast nebraska development district to put together an application to the department of economic development for an owner occupied rehab grant and Emily, you've been lucky enough that that was basically up and running, and yeah. Sen was doing all the admin, mm -hmm. and they're under construction with houses now. So that's pretty awesome. We have houses throughout the county, I think in almost every community. Uh, and we're just going to, it's kind of like business retention, expansion, recruitment, and startup. Mm -hmm. Housing, we have to keep. We, we have to retain what we have, keep it in good shape. We have to improve or demolish, in some cases, if they're too bad, but hopefully improve, rehab, and then build new. And so when we come to building new, we can either, people that are already living here can select a contractor, select a lot, and run with it, or we have to find a developer to work on a larger scale project. Yeah. So it's lots of moving pieces, lots of moving pieces. We need about 50% rental, and that was according to the study. And with the market changes, I wouldn't be surprised if that's changing a little bit, but hopefully, you know, that's kind of going to be our goal is 50% rental of what's being developed. So as a community, it housing is not just a YCDC. Um issue it's we we have our partners we work with the housing authorities we work with the cities the villages even the county i mean the county was the applicant for the owner-occupied rehab grant i wow. mean there's 
there's lots of moving pieces. No one single entity can tackle this on their own, but we have to solve it because we have people who are interested in positions here that cannot find housing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we have a unique, I don't want to call it advantage, but kind of, um, because we have a lot of support from our businesses. We do. We have, they, they see the need to, and uh-huh. um, as our CEO at the hospital likes to say, they have the belief of if you're not at the table, then you're on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so you need to be present, be active, um, and we really do have a lot of support from our local businesses. We really do. And I do think it's because I see we have we have to collaborate. If they're going to go grow the county, the community, all the communities within the county, and I when I say community, I mean the whole county. Mm-hmm. Um, our community needs to grow, and honestly, if, if they can find an employee that wants to relocate here, but they can't find a house, I'm not have Jonathan in Seward County or Eric in Fillmore County or Chelsea over. I mean, I don't care as long as we can find him a house, but I would love them to live here. It increases the retention ability Yeah. for, for the employee. And if they, if they live here and they work here and their kids get involved in the school, mm-hmm. one of the school systems here, they're more likely to get involved in our nonprofits. They're more likely to create their own support network. And York County does have a lot of us transplants. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's the right political term to call us, but <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot. Yeah, I, I'm one. Emily's not. No, nope. <laughs> I'm a lifer. No, and you're right. I mean, we have a lot of people that are from elsewhere and choose to come here, whether it's looking for career stability or mm-hmm. following a family member, whatever the case may be. Um, and I know that not only us, but there's a lot of different businesses, groups, um, the city, they mm-hmm. do what they can to make sure that everyone feels welcome, A, there's something for everyone to do, B, and they have the ability to work, sleep, and play. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, whether or not we have the houses readily available right now, it's being worked on. We notice it, it and we want people to feel welcomed here and have everything that they need to have a good life here, I mean, essentially. Well, we have lots and a few infill lots in several communities in the county. Um, and three of the communities are actively working on these subdivisions, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome when in a county of 14,000. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome that yeah. we have that much activity. Yeah, absolutely. It will show the growth. Yeah. Well, speaking of growth, I know, and this is once again my opinion. My opinion's all over this podcast, but <laughs> um, I think that we're extremely blessed too because as a YCDC, we are um, really supported within that growth mindset. For example, you go mm-hmm. to trade shows, um, and that's a huge piece of what we do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think. What was the last one you went to? to? International Processing and Production Expo last week. Yeah, and I mean, you made some really great connections I did. there. I did, and I have to finish my notes yet. 
I should have put that on my calendar. Um, but we have some follow-up items. We met with a lot of businesses that have Nebraska ties already. Um, like one I, I had mentioned earlier to Emily before we started this, they are the supplier, the equipment supplier to a lot of the meat lockers in, in Nebraska, including McLean's here. So while I was there, I started talking to this guy at this booth and he know he he knows Max and Jeanette and Charmay and Brian and yeah. he knows the setup and the guy actually grew up in Nebraska wow. in northeastern Nebraska but yeah he's he he knew them by name he's very familiar with the company and he stops in on a regular basis so he now has my card um, but yeah we made connections um, I actually got to make a introduction from a lady that once introduced because uh, for our upcoming project because they can provide the they can provide a component wow. on the security side um, so it's it's kind of awesome we part of the reasons we do trade shows is the connections that we make it's not always new companies coming in uh, but it's also who can help benefit our existing businesses uh, and another part of it is as Emily will agree I'm kind of a technology geek when it yeah. comes to the machinery and I like to understand the machines that are being utilized whether it's a 3d printer or um, a hamburger baker again. You know, I've seen it at McLean's. I saw three other ones last week. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just kind of awesome to be able to be sitting in a business retention and expansion meeting, and the machine they're talking about adding. I know what it is, right? Because I've talked to a sales guy. I've seen it in action. I've seen it on videos. I mean, it's mm -hmm. I it that brings. Uh, an asset to the county if that I would not have if I did not go to trade shows because if I can't interact with it I'm very much a hand I love to read but I I like to see it I like to touch it as well yeah and reading in a trade magazine on equipment it's not as exciting <laughs> as seeing it in action right it's a little bit different it is yeah it is so the trade show saw it serves multiple multiple issues Mm -hmm. uh, not issues, but right. um, goals. Right. Multiple well, goals. And I mean, another aspect of that is if, let's say, somebody ran into an issue, you can help them troubleshoot a little mm -hmm. bit more because you understand how their business works. You yeah. understand the machinery. You know, maybe you saw this contact that, hey, they can help you with this part yeah. of your issue. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of threefold you you can help the business with any issue with troubleshooting you can put them into contact with people mm -hmm. and you're not just floundering like you know exactly what they're talking it's about half of half of being an economic developer is knowing where to send people knowing the connections knowing who to call when I have questions but yeah we're also a research or a connecting point for other people when they're looking for information uh, but a lot of times it does tie back to our business community. 
and that can go statewide. It can go southwest. It can go statewide. But if I can connect uh, a company over in Seward to a company in York, why not? Or a company in Iowa. I talked to a company in Iowa while I was at the trade show last week, and I made sure I stopped by the Iowa booth and give them a bit of a hard time because that's what we do. <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> and, you know, we might we didn't have dinner last week, but I think we, we do sometimes. So it's wonderful having those connections. And that is part of our marketing. We, we have them identified which ones we're most likely going, depending <laughs> on budget um, and what happens throughout the year for schedules. But... Yeah. yeah, and then after the trade show, we usually try to get together with um, one of our partners or a site selector or somebody that we can make connections with. So that's always really fun. Uh, last week we had dinner with um, Kathy McFarland from Site Selection. So they have featured Nebraska and New York County in their magazine before. So it was just nice to get that connection point. Because to get in those magazines, you've got to have those connection points. Right. Stay current. And, and that kind of wraps back to the multimedia right. <laughs> marketing. So, yeah, it's trade shows are a lot of work. They're exhausting. Um, we leave early in the morning, and it's 9 or 10 before, before you're done with the business dinner and back to your hotel. Uh, but they are so much fun on the learning front and the connecting front. Yeah, definitely worth the time and energy that yeah. it takes. And I think last week I definitely um, solidified my reputation of being an equipment geek. <laughs> Which I can attest to. It's always fun to go on tours of places and they'll be talking about some equipment that to be completely honest, is completely over my head. And Lisa's like, oh my goodness, that's so cool. Which it is really interesting, but I don't know what's going on. But you obviously do. So, But that, that's yeah. because I've been doing this, and I've been attending the trade shows. And one year, it was really awesome. We had a York County business at the trade show. It was a different trade show. It was in Chicago. It's Fabtech. So fabricated metal. Um, and we walked the floor together for about two hours, and that was awesome. Uh, him as a customer, learning the equipment that would benefit his business, and the questions he asked, it was a whole different conversation than when it's me talking to a salesperson, yeah. or even the owner of the company. Because sometimes you do have the owners at the trade shows. You have the decision makers, not always. Mm -hmm. But when I'm able to walk for a while, with, and I've done it a few times with a York County business, yeah. I, I just start, I learned so much more about their business stuff that when I'm touring their local facility, they may not even think about, and I may not think about asking. Wow. That's, Man. That, what's the next step? Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean no matter how much you really know their business, you don't know their specific needs and exactly, I mean, uh -huh. different loads and, you know, uh -huh. there's so many different aspects to it that yeah. I can't even begin to fathom. So being able to hear their questions and see how they interact and all that would be really rewarding, yeah. I would think. 
It was pretty rewarding. And there were a few people that I didn't run into this year, but we didn't have a booth this year. Mm -hmm. And usually, if we have a Nebraska booth, people from Nebraska come in and stop by. So that's sometimes how I connect with our Nebraska people. Um, but it, it was a fun, it was a fun show. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I always kind of live vicariously through you because I come into your office right when you get back and I'm like, hey. <laughs> what happened? I what got, did you talk about? I got a couple more. Um, I got a new chicken for the kids when they come in. Oh, so yeah. some, some backstory. Whenever I bring my kids into the office um, to visit everybody, Lisa has all these little trinkets and toys that she gets at um, trade shows that my kids love to either play with or destroy, depending on their mood. Um, I, ha I have a chicken, and I don't know if it was Emily's. Or if it was somebody that was in for a business meeting with their kids, because that happens in my office, you know, <laughs> bring your kids. If we need to talk about starting a business, I don't care. Um, I have lots of little gadgets, and one of them took a chunk out of my chicken's head. I think so I got that was a, my kid, yeah. Was it yours? <laughs> yep. So I got a new chicken that will replace the one that got ate. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. But no. And... I mean, we're super family friendly, which mm -hmm. also, if you have any questions or interest in starting a business, expanding your current business, uh, really anything, mm -hmm. you are more than welcome to come and talk to us and bring yes. your kids if you need to. Yep. Not a problem. We have four entities. We have the visitors, the York Chamber, and the foundation in the building. And yeah, we all just welcome kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that we're about ready to wrap up. Okay. Any lasting words of wisdom or insight that you'd like to give people listening? I, you know, I could go on for I could go on <laughs> on about this, but you have to have an online presence. As a business, as an employee, as an individual, you have to work on creating your brand. Uh, we, we, I haven't used the word brand, but we've talked about the marketing. We've worked really hard at YCDC to create our brand. Mm -hmm. And they, you need to be doing that as a business. I mean, moving forward where there's so much online, it, whether you're a manufacturer or um, a boutique owner or um, a financial advisor, you have to have an online presence. You really do. And look look into link, LinkedIn if you don't have a LinkedIn account. Uh, that I follow groups and industry boards that help me stay up to date with our industries here, and as well as in economic and community development in general, what opportunities are out there. But I guess that would be my word of advice is, if you haven't started working on your brand, if you're a small business or you're a young, younger, or, you know, you don't even have to be young. If you're not online, start working on your brand. Because that, that's going to lead to opportunities. It's going to lead to connections. Um, on the business side, it's going to help you attract employees. Mm -hmm. Because the employees that are searching 
are most likely searching online. And they're checking the company out before they even consider applying. Absolutely. And even more so, they're looking at the company, but they're also looking at the people that are within the company. Uh-huh. Um, for I mean, I kind of knew you just from living here my entire life. But before I worked for you, I, I Facebook stalked you. I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, I looked you up. And I looked I up, would expect no less. Right, I looked up <laughs> other staff or employees that work here because if you see a abundance of, oh, I love my job or um, happy birthday cake with all of your fellow employees and that kind of stuff, that shows that it's a really healthy culture mm-hmm. and that you're going to be cared about. But if you don't see any of that or if they're like, ugh, work again or, you know, just that kind of stuff, yep. then that's not somewhere you want to work. Yep. So that, that presence is really important. And then if you don't have any presence I'm like is this real that's kind of sketchy like it why, why aren't you anywhere um so it is it's really important it is even 10 years ago when I was looking at York County I was looking at the businesses in York County and their employees on LinkedIn yeah that's 10 years ago I yeah. mean I I was trying to identify the people I would be working with in the community so not just york county development corporation and their board members so every single board member got looked up yeah. can't find all of them <laughs> right right uh but that's where you never know who's watching and i mean that in a good way <laughs> i don't mean that in a scary way right. but you never know who's watching what you're doing and who you may be guiding from afar yeah, it, it's, it can be very impactful. So develop your brand online. I guess that's my, my parting thoughts today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Lisa, again, for coming on and giving us a little bit about what the YCDC does and some of the, the uh, pies we have our fingers in. I don't know how else to put it. There's a um, lot. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I mean, I know this doesn't even begin to scratch the surface, but... Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Hopefully we'll chat again soon. We will, maybe next quarter. Absolutely. (laughs) We would like to once again take the time to thank our members, the people that help us drive change here in York County. We would like to thank Mead Lumber Company, York State Bank, Central Valley Ag, Penner's Tire and Auto, Croy Industries, Grand Central Foods, King's Glass, Cridal Enterprises, Western Edge, and Philman Law Offices. Thank you, members, for your continued support of the growth of our communities. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, Be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.